Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. So yesterday, Valentine's Day, Jim, I know you took your girlfriend Sarah on a little trip down the 401 to see our Kells last night. She was happy. It was a Loved success. It. Great show. So, so much fun. It was a late night, but uh, worth it. Awesome. I uh, took my son, Grayson, we went to the store and we got... It's cool now that he's like two years old, he can pick out stuff for mommy. Hmm. So we took him to get some flowers for mommy and he got to choose which ones he wanted. And then we stopped and got... She loves seafood linguine, so we got mommy some seafood linguine and Grayson a pizza. Nice. And went home and had a nice family dinner at home. Yeah, it was it was a success. And I thought... I thought both you and I put in some good effort there for Valentine's Day. I thought we were doing a pretty good job until I saw what Kanye West did for Kim Kardashian. <laughs> you see this? I did, I did. It's a ridiculous sight. Kim Kardashian wakes up on Valentine's Day. She hears something downstairs, walks into uh, one of the many rooms, I'm sure, in their house, and Kenny G is in there, yes, the Kenny G is performing, surrounded by about ah, 150, 200 roses in individual vases. So he's like trapped in the middle of the room, right? Yeah. Kenny would have had to stand there, and then they had somebody set all the roses up around him. (laughs) And Kanye's just kind of smiling over in the corner. I can only imagine how much... KG got paid for that gig, eh? Yeah, a boy, Kenny G. Make it! Totally. Like, Valentine's Day is the... He was probably... This was one of many stops, I'm sure, for Kenny G on Valentine's Day. Yeah, ideally. But you gotta make hay when the sun shines, and for Kenny G, that sun is just blazing <laughs> on Valentine's Day. I wanna see how much Kenny G is worth. What's his net worth there? $50 million. Come on! Oh, jeez. That smooth jazz money, you know? Should have learned to play that flute thing. (laughs) Damn it. I saw this story, and what, what I started thinking about is how cool it is that, obviously, Kanye West has Kenny G's phone number. And you know who else has Kenny G's phone number? Us. That's right. <laughs> so we are now one Kenny G removed from Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kenny G was in town a while back. He was playing over at Centennial Hall, and we got included in an email chain that had Kenny G's cell phone number on it. So uh, early in the morning, we played a game here called Will We Wake Up Kenny G? And we gave him a call. This is what happened. Uh-oh. Hello? Hello, is Kenny G there, please? This is Kenny. What? Kenny? Yeah? It's Taz and Jim. How you doing, man? It's been a while. <laughs> Taz and Jim, have we ever spoken before? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Kenny G. This is an honor. Is this actually Kenny G on the phone? Hey, how'd you guys get my number anyway? <laughs> okay, so we do a rock uh, a rock radio show here in London, Ontario. You're playing at Centennial Hall tonight, right? 
That uh, that part is true. There, uh, I think that there is some communication going on between uh, the promoter of the show and our sister station, Fresh Radio. And uh, for whatever reason, somebody included us in this email exchange, and we saw the phone number here, and we're like, oh, we got to try and call Kenny G this morning. And now we're yeah. here. <laughs> it really is amazing. You, you're a legend, Kenny. Oh, yeah. Thank, well, thank you, I think. Another question, Kenny G, did we wake you up? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we woke up Kenny G, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Our call to Kenny G. And if you're just joining us and you heard that, no, Kenny G is not in town at Centennial Hall tonight. <laughs> that call's from a while ago. He's probably playing in Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's bathroom tonight <laughs> as they take a romantic tub together. <laughs> He's just sitting on the toilet. <laughs> I want to see you pee. Time for sports. Devin Peacock wants to give a Tasmania kudos to Mitch Marner this morning. 100%. Uh, we all know the story uh, by now of uh, there being, you know, a kid with uh, who beat cancer at a game in Toronto, puts up a sign, says, Mitch, I beat cancer. Yeah, that's Brock. We had him at Chorus Radiothon last week. Mm-hmm. With was, his awesome uh, Don Cherry suit. <laughs> right. And great his plaid kid. suit. Great yeah. guy. It was an awesome story. It went viral as it should have. Well, last night at the game in uh, Vegas, there was a girl who's with a bunch of Leaf fans down by the uh, the ice. Puts up a sign says, "Mitch, will you be my Valentine?" And on the uh, on the little the board she had, it was like you know selfie, pick something else. And so he sees it, uh, comes over, kind of waves at her, tosses a puck over the glass. And then this wasn't during play. This was just during the. War- <laughs> <laughs> he stopped. He stopped. Picks up the puck, throws it to her, takes a selfie. Refs like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> That's a penalty. <laughs> he, uh, but then he pulls her to the ice, like to the glass, and so through the through the glass, takes the selfie. They take the selfie, and then you know, kind of waves and says something to her and skates off. And the look on this little girl's face. Was like she was on the verge of tears. She was so happy. She was just like looking around. She was hugging her mom. She was just so unbelievably That's happy. That's cool. There is something to be said about the players who are great with the fans, especially the kids. I know I, we went to the Knights game with uh, with my two year old the other day, and well, we didn't go to the whole game. My son doesn't know there's a game after the warm ups because it's past his bedtime. Mm-hmm. So we'll just take him for the warm ups and then take him home for bed <laughs> for bed afterwards. But during the warm you know, you had certain players that come over and they make contact and they're sure to uh, let those kids know that they know they're there, wave at them, bang the boards with their sticks, whatever they can do to just acknowledge, hey, kids, I, I remember being there. I remember being that guy who would wait outside to give the, the player a high five as they come off the ice. It's a pretty cool thing. And it's a small thing, but it's also a big thing. And I think Mitch Marner is one of the best at it that we've seen in a while of guys who just go out of their way to make the fans feel nice and, yeah. and feel special. He's got it going for him, Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. Young guy, right? He looks young. Mm-hmm. He's a clean-cut dude, the kind of 
kind of guy you'd want your daughter to be dating. <laughs> Easy to us. <laughs> but you're right. He's you like know a what franchise I mean? face player. Right. You know? he, like always smiling. He looks like he loves doing what he's doing. He's not jaded. I, I hope we don't see a Mitch Marner scandal in our lifetime. Yeah. Because he's got a good thing going right now. I hope he uh, appreciates that. It's also worth noting he is doing it as a Toronto kid in Toronto. There's always added pressure of playing in your hometown. People want to go to games. People want all your time. And so for him to be A, playing as well as he is on the ice, and B, acting as well as he is off the ice, I think that's an added just a little kudos for him. Yeah, he played some good hockey last night, too. He uh, scored a goal, (laughs) as he has done. He's their leading scorer. He's had a fantastic season, and he's going to be cashing in in the offseason. Kudos to you, Mitch Marner. Kudos! Don't screw it up. (laughs) There was an amber alert that went off last night just after uh, 11.30 p.m., and I I slept through it. I didn't hear a thing. I took a couple of Rebaxa sets and had a beer before I went to bed. So I, <laughs> I was out cold. But my wife this morning, when I got up, first thing she said to me was, uh, as I was leaving the bedroom, she's like, do you know anything about the Amber Alert? Is there anything on your phone? Does it say what happened? Uh, unfortunately, the story has a terrible end. Um, the girl was found dead, and the father has been charged with her murder. Yes, Awful. Did you guys hear the... Uh... Oh, I woke up, yeah. Did you? Yeah, I was actually on the road. It, it, it probably came around 11.30, 11.45, I think. I was driving back from Kitchener on the 401, and it said, look out for a silver vehicle on the 401. And your phone makes a noise as well. Do you have that, Jim? Mm-hmm. This is the noise it makes. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. So that's the Amber Alert sound. Let's people know, hey... There's an emergency here. Keep your eyes open. Let's see if we can find this girl before something terrible happens, which unfortunately was the case with this story. Now, what I find shocking is the number of people we're seeing complaining online that their lives were interrupted by this Amber Alert, Devin. Complaining online and even calling 911. So Peel Regional Police uh, had to put out a tweet this morning saying, our communications bureau is receiving numerous calls to 911 complaining about the late hour of the Amber Alert. As a direct result of someone receiving the alert, we're able to locate the suspect and his vehicle. The system works. Thank you for all those who called with tips. But they're on social media. There's a ton of people on Facebook. I found a bunch on Twitter of people who are complaining about having uh, been woken up, people about being in other parts of the country. Read saying, the What's one the from the guy. This is a guy in London, yeah. Ontario, who posted, who we won't say his name because this is going to make a lot of people angry, but a guy in London, Ontario put this on Twitter. After the, the Amber uh, Alert. He tweeted, uh, when I'm in the middle of watching a TV program in London, Ontario, I would not notice a dad abducting his kid, even if they were sitting outside my house in my driveway, let alone 200 kilometers away in Toronto. So interrupting the audio and ruining my show does nothing to help. Angry face emoji. Ruining my show. How narcissistic do you have to be to think that show is more important? Also, to point out, the uh, girl was killed in Brampton. They found her in a house in Brampton. The person they have arrested was found in Aurelia. So they they got they were uh, they were booking it. They uh, were making some ground. London's 2 hours yeah. from Toronto. Aurelia is not Brampton, so the fact that you're in London doesn't matter. Yeah. The guy could have been coming to London. He went to Aurelia, but he could have been coming anywhere. Sure. I can understand, you know, you're sleeping and it's an abrupt way to wake up in the middle of the night Startled, and it, and, it, yeah. and it must be 
you know, annoying, I guess, is a way. But, I mean, it's the smallest sacrifice for potentially saving a child's life. Really. Well, then there was another guy who um, wrote, Dear Deadbeat Fathers of Toronto. Oh, my God. If you're going to kidnap your child because you lost the custody battle, do it during during working hours so the Amber Alert I get on my phone doesn't wake me up. No. Is Is that supposed to be a joke? Who would be? Who would write this and think that? Like, what are you thinking when you post something like that online? Do you think everyone's going to be like, "Thanks for saying what we're all thinking"? Yeah, way to go. Yeah, I don't know, but that's what it's, a lot of people are thinking. The same thing is the weird thing. I'm not, calling nine one one. It's ridiculous. One person wrote, "Does Toronto really need a second collective heart attack when the Amber Alert is canceled?" Yes, because then people stop looking. <laughs> Like you need to. Uh, th- that's how the system works. Yeah. You let us know when it's uh, when it We've has got started. An emergency. And when it the emergency's over. Thank you for your help and being a part of this community where we're trying to save a child's life. The police said they found the suspect because of the Amber Alert. Somebody saw the vehicle and called the police. Luckily, they were able to get through. And the line wasn't busy because there was a bunch of morons mm. calling 911 to complain that their show was interrupted. Yeah, like, that's the crazy part, too, where, like, complaining about the Amber Alert is one thing, but then even calling 911 because you're upset is just adding stupidity on top of stupidity. Tying up those those services that obviously are required at the time you're calling 911 out of your selfishness. Those people should be charged. You know what I mean? Like that, I, I mean, I don't know what kind of precedent you want to set, but it well, just blows mis- my mind. It's misuse of, yeah. of a system. I don't know what, what the classification, but at least a fine or something. Like, a false report of a crime or yeah. something like that. What shows are on Thursday night that are so important? <laughs> At like, 11. Yeah. Like, what's he watching? Uh, Colbert? Or what's, <laughs> I don't know, man. What's that good that you can't... We live in 2019. You know you can find a way to watch that show in its entirety again in the future, right? If it's that important to you. And we've got some calls coming in here. Hey, FM 96. Hi, Taz. I just want to comment about the Amber Alert. Yeah. Last night I was watching the Leafs game, so it was worth getting interrupted at that point because they were not doing so well. But I also looked at my husband and I said, like, oh, my gosh, if one of our kids went missing, like, I can't believe that the whole world would know. You know what I mean? Like, right. As a parent, it gives you a little bit of comfort knowing that the system is in place. Yeah, like, that was my first thought. I said to my husband, like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe that, like, everyone would get interrupted if, like, one of our kids got taken, like, God forbid, right? Yeah, so, it's a ter- it's a terrible crazy. end to the story, and uh, you, yeah. you start thinking, if that was my kid, what would I do? Yeah. And, and to know that you'd have, well, some people, part of the population would be helping you in, yeah. in this crazy time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's embarrassing to our country that people act like it's that. It's embarrassing but... to humankind, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. Hi, FM 96. Hey, I'd like to make a comment with that uh, Amber Alert. Yeah. What would they say if it was somebody that they were related yeah, exactly. to? Yeah, exactly. I'm their sure their ones. kid goes missing. Suddenly their their, sto- their tune would change on the Amber Alert oh, system. They'd be up on the soapbox preaching on the corner. What a great system. Buck a beer. Buck a beer. Can we all agree that it's a flop? Yes. <laughs> there were some companies who went with Doug Ford's plan to produce beer for $1 per bottle, but they've 
quickly uh, change that uh, on long weekends. We're going to sell beer for a dollar per bottle. Yeah, and I think it was just one company. Cool. <laughs> the Cool Brewery. Never heard of it. You've 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 had a lot of beers, Jim. You've been to a lot of buck and does and yeah. barn parties, and you've never seen a bottle of Cool pop up. No, I I have no. I can't even picture it. Is it spelled with a K? Is that how hip it is? No, I, I think it's I think it's uh, C O O L. Cool Brewing. Yeah, Cool Beer Brewing, Buzz Beer. Hmm. Well, there's a new option if you're looking for a buck of beer. No name beer. Like legit no-name brand? Yes. The, the yellow, yellow box? Yellow with the black <laughs> writing. No-name beer, wow. a Canadian-style lager, Ontario brewed, six packs available at select LCBO stores starting today, and it'll run you $6.60, meaning that this weekend it will be a buck a beer. Hmm. Approximately. I am, I am intrigued just to see what it tastes like. You going to try some? I can't imagine it being good. You almost have to pour it into a glass, though, right? Could you drink out of a beer bottle that is that yellow? <laughs> like <laughs> old crappy macaroni? Right. Like, I'm even kind of embarrassed when I serve no-name olives. Yeah, yeah. Or like no-name right? chips. You pour it in the bag before you put it you out pour in, it in the bowl. Or right? so, yeah, you pour it in the bowl and throw the bag in the trash before <laughs> yeah. anybody sees you do it. They have some great products, and a yeah. lot of the stuff tastes fantastic. But It you, kept me alive in college, Taz. You can really tell. It's, it's a beacon for the eye, that giant yellow label with black writing that just says, beer yeah you know when americans come to canada and they take a picture of like bagged milk or whatever and they can't believe it i can't wait till americans come and see that beer on the shelf no name beer beer like after they probably don't know the no name brand right so it's gonna be a shock well you can get it uh for uh for a buck of beer this weekend but then even no name beer isn't gonna be a buck of beer the price is going to be $10.45 for a six-pack after this family day-long weekend. Can't wait to see the line graph of the sales of that right. beer. You it's know? going to be a spike here yeah. in the next three days. And then a plummet. Go get your no-name beer. Taz, Jim, and Devin Peacock with you. <laughs> this story you had in your news here, the old, Hey, can you help me test out my bulletproof vest? <laughs> Guy in Arizona was shot and killed after asking a friend to fire a rifle at him to test out his bulletproof vest. Didn't work. Do you get a refund on the vest? (laughs) Hope you (laughs) saved the receipt. Yeah. Friend fired a shot from a uh, .223 rifle. Bullet penetrated the vest and plate. The man died during surgery in the hospital. The alleged shooter was arrested and booked on suspicion of manslaughter. Should the guy who who fired the gun be held responsible? I mean, the the friend is the one who asked for him to shoot. Hmm. You didn't have to shoot. He didn't have to, but it wasn't his idea. I, w- I wonder if they're if they're just uh, you know r- looking into it to see if maybe he set his friend up. Like, if he wanted his friend to die, and, said, and then, guess, it, yeah. you know, he was said, oh, I'll shoot you with the thing, and then when the cops show up, he said, he asked me to. Right. Right? So he could have murdered him. Yeah. And then made it look like this was a uh, bulletproof vest testing that went wrong. hmm It's just so stupid, because, the like, a two twenty three is a... 
is a relatively power. I've shot a 222 before, and the bullets are very big. And I think bulletproof vests are only for pistols, generally, what cops would wear on the street. So they're not supposed to stop rifle. Do bullets. we have any idea how far away he was standing when he fired the rifle, Devin? The, the story I saw did not say how far away he was. But, I mean. That would make a difference, wouldn't it? That yeah, would. For sure. But, but even even then, I think to a certain point, I mean, if it's... Don't do it if your friend asks you to... Even if he says, hey, hey go two blocks from here and <laughs> well, fire a, a gun at you me, would, don't you would do it. have to be reasonably close, because, like, imagine you're far, you're further away, and you're still going to line up and shoot at your buddy. Like, what happens if you miss, and then you clip him in the head? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, the whole thing is stupid. Just because the guy asked him to, and it went wrong, doesn't mean he shouldn't be charged. It was stupid to do in the first place. Or you clip him in the leg... Ow! Oh, sorry, Bill. Sorry, Bill. Let's try that again. <laughs> I'll get it this time. Sorry. Yeah. I'll compensate for the wind. Just stand on one leg for now. <laughs> the other thing they don't show you in the movies is that if you get hit with a bullet with a bulletproof vest, you still break a rib or you uh, puncture an organ. You're it's like you still go to the hospital basically when you get shot. It with doesn't a feel vest. good. No. You're going down. You might you might be staying down even if it the bullet doesn't go through there. Yeah, because that's imagine that much force. Well, let's go test it out. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine. Give a bulletproof vest. I'll find a rifle. Got one downstairs. <laughs> Were there more people there? Was there a crowd watching? I this? think it was, there was a couple, but a bunch of buddies were out. And but I guess still, all those people could have wanted to murder this guy. Yeah. Right. So even if they're like, hey, you know, he asked us to do it. It's like, well. How do we know you guys aren't all in this together? He's got a really nice four-wheeler. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Just did his will yesterday. <laughs> so it's, it's tough to laugh, but it's, left, just, it's so left stupid. Left the four-wheeler to Randy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to help me out, Bill. Well, this is one of the Darwin Awards. I mean, I, I yeah. mean, obviously, guys died. You know, you, you feel bad, but also, I mean... You should have known that this was a possible yeah. outcome from the scenario that you created for yourself. Also, the very nature of a test would indicate the test can fail. Uh-huh. So it's just like... <laughs> put it idea. on a mannequin. Yeah. Put, put it, it on a barrel or yeah. a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are the odds it's on film? Pretty good. Yeah. In this day and age, like you're telling me the cell phone cameras weren't out if there was a group of people there. Why would you do it? Well, this is going to be great. <laughs> You're going to get me some views. If this doesn't work, we'll go through a chair off a balcony <laughs> of a condo building. <laughs> That'll get us some views. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.